Got my boat hooked up to my Chevy truck. I'm running high on luck, ain't it coming down? Time to back the boat down the ramp again. Do everything we can to come back in with a wind sack. That's a life of a fisherman you wouldn't understand Something you can't fill on dry land You gotta get your arms way up in a cat And set the hook on small mouth bass And then you'll understand You gotta get your hands on a shamari And a gene on the side of it you like what you feel Step on a day what's going on guys let me see if i can get this screen kicked off there get this hidden little my world there by tyler waller kicking in here on us what's up todd patrick in the house walton doyle brooke hall doug king jamie broad Eric Romney's, Freddie Garza. What's up, guys? Jason Gardner in the house. You guys are rocking and rolling. How's everybody feeling on lockdown? This social distancing, right? You guys know me. I am nothing uh, nothing but uh, but the opposite of a social distancer. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a touchy-feely. Like, I want to hug you. I want to bring you in close. I want to talk to you. I want to, uh, you know, I don't, I don't like this, uh, you know, got to keep a perimeter around you. I'll tell you what I do like, though. I like my wife at home with the kids all day doing some school and hanging out. I like doing dinner with the kids and talking about what's going on. I, I'm I'm liking this little bit slower pace of life. Um, I, you know, I'm liking that, uh, you know, that that we're that we're kind of uh, almost feels like kind of getting back to your roots, like clutching on to what's important. Right. Like all the other little things that were kind of popping and going and here that whatever. I'm liking that community kind of get back together to what's important that I'm really liking. Um, if you guys, uh, for some crazy reason, living under a rock, uh, uh, you know, the world's kind of seems like it's in chaos right now. I really don't believe that it is. I think that, uh, I think that this, that this uh, virus is real and I think that there's something going to it. And I think we need to do, uh, do our own part to take care of, of our own and take care of our neighbors. Um, you know, I, there's all types of posts and I've seen, you know, folks doing this and that or whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I think, you know, just like I say with everything all the time is that everything comes back down to people and take care of people. I think that's the number one thing that it is that we all got to be doing. So uh, Bogdan in the house, John Bolden, Steve Hoffman, what's going on, guys? You guys know how to do this thing. Let's kick this thing off right. Let's get this thing started. Are you ready it's on lockdown you're on quarantine let's get the show ready what you guys don't know is we got kurt smith's the the 2017 kayak bass fishing national champion in the green room right now the man just dominated lake norman after two after a three week four week hiatus something like that from taking third down on seminole right here in my stomping grounds uh this dude's on fire right now and so we're gonna have a conversation with him and then a little bit later on we've got mr cody milton coming on the show tonight so you guys jump in right now. Let's get this thing ready. Let's do this. Welcome to the weigh-in. Let's go. What's going on, Facebook Live? Woo! Wake 
up, everybody? What's going on? It's your boy, Scott Butcher in the house, in the building. That's right. It's the way in, and we're live right now. Share this thing out. If I'm yelling in your mic, turn your volume up. Get your popcorn ready. Kurt Smith is in the house. It's time to go. Let's go now. Let's get it up. Let's get pumped. Let's do this thing. Here's what I want you guys to do. Jump in the comments right now. Let us know where you're watching from. Secondly, go in in the comment or in the in the hit the little share button down bottom left. If you're watching from your mobile, bam, right there. Hit that share. Oh, gosh, it's all backwards and I'm dyslexic. Uh, hit that share button right there. Let everybody know that you're in the house and that you're watching. Kurt Smith is about to take us to class, takes it, take us to take us to church, do a little preaching on how he's throwing the hammer down on bass fishing left and right from this little plastic boat community. Uh, Big Smitty, Joshua, both. You're absolutely talking the right right there. Everybody. Everybody knows Smitty. He's kind of the OG, been, been around the game a while, been doing it before a lot of these young kids. You know, I think Cody Milton was still in diapers when Smitty hooks. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things where we're bringing, we're bringing royalty to the show tonight, guys. So you guys get in here, jump in here right now. Let's get this thing pumped. Let's get this thing rolling. Let's get this thing kicked off right. You guys know that we are proudly presented to you guys by Fish USA. Fish USA is America's tackle shop. One of the things that I thought about this morning with, with kind of how all this goes down, I don't know if you guys are like me, but but when I'm when you got that downtime, I'm online shopping, like looking at the next lure, the latest technique, how this is working, what the guys in the big boat world are doing, what Cody Milton and 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 Josh Stewart are doing over here, you know, keeping an eye on on you know on on what's in the bottom of the boat and all of Jody Queen's pictures. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll be watching that stuff, right? And so with that, uh, what a great time to be doing some uh, some online shopping. And you guys know you can use hashtag tackle your dreams at fishusa.com and save about 20% on just about everything out of their selection. So make sure you guys are jumping in there and doing that. Hey, there's the original right there, Mr. Matt Ball jumping in here right now. Guys, without further ado, let's bring on Mr. Kurt Smiths, uh, old Schmitty, as most of you guys know, and, uh, and have some conversation with Kurt. You guys, y'all jump in, share this thing up. And let's welcome the uh, the birthday boy to the show right here, right now, Mr. Kurt Smits. What's going on, boss man? Hey, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me on, by the way. I just want to tell you that. I really appreciate it. Dude, man, not a problem, man. Thank you so much for taking time away from not only is it St. Patty's Day, and we should all be knocking back a Guinness right now, but dude, it's your birthday, bro, and you're sharing it with us on the way in? Like, what? <laughs> We guys are like family, so man, you know what I mean. It's everyone's Dude, welcome on my birthday. Are you are you tired of the press tour that is kayak fishing right now? This is like your seventh interview this week, right? Uh, yeah, they're, they're stacking up, man. I mean, you know, I'm not tired with it, man, because you're different, and everyone is asking me different questions, and I'm getting these different angles, and it makes me kind of rethink things a little bit too, man. Just hearing all the different questions and how they're coming, you know. I got you. I got you. You guys are jumping in. You guys know what you're doing. You know what's up. Drop in those happy birthdays there. Smitty, man, I got to ask, bro. You're going to share it. Like, what What birthday? What year is this of you coming around the sun, bro? Oh, God, man. It's like my 49th birthday. Whoa, bro. 49. I mean, I'm up there. <laughs> 49, bro. That's uh, but I mean, you're still crushing it, though, bro. I mean, you're I mean, you know, you got you got 20 years on Cody, maybe more. I think I got more than 20 years on Cody. I mean, it wasn't. Did he even drink legally? Cody, yeah. You know, Cody's not the kid anymore. 
Now, you know, a couple of years back, Cody was known as kind of the kid coming up. Of course, we all reference Dylan now as being the kid. Yeah. You know I mean, you know, and, and there's several hot hammers, you know what I mean? You know, coming up that are, you know, that are teenagers that, I mean, are, are moving quickly through the ranks of this competitive sport. Oh yeah, man. The, the, the young kids that are coming into it, man, it is like really inspiring to see because you don't see that in a lot of other outdoor activity sports and seeing these kids come into it and seeing them with focus that they have and just being on a mission and accomplishing those goals. It's really cool to see, man. Yep. So dude, so let's, let's, let's go back a little bit. All right. Let's, let's, let's do the whole Wayne's world. Let's move back to 2017. Um, uh, it was year two of, of the national championship as just about everybody already knows this year's national championship, which was scheduled for about three weeks from now, uh, is going to take, pl- was going to take place over on Gunnersville. Uh, KBF just was, just was able, uh, just announced last night, shutting that down, moving that into November. Um, but we go all the way back to 2017, man. And you were, you, you went into that event and, uh, and, and ultimately ended up winning that thing, winning over $40,000. Um, but, but that was kind of that, I, I feel like that year was, was really the biggest growth spike that we've seen because the next year, the, you know, the payment was almost tripled and, and, and we lived in a world where, where Dwayne Taft became almost an overnight name in the community. Um, but we talk now about what your win was, and this was a big win, uh, on Norman this past weekend. But the press junket that you're on right now is nowhere near what you were getting from the from the win in 2017, right? Well, I mean, honestly, I feel like I get more press now from doing well in tournaments than I did from that one. Um, and there's just and there's just more people doing press on kayak fishing, and there's more attention on it right now, for sure. You know, I mean, I, I think every national champion from now on is going to be getting way more attention than, than me or Matt did or Dwayne even, you know what I mean? I just think is it, and as the sport grows, I think not only will we attracting more people to look at it, but people are figuring out how to dissem- disseminate the information to the, to everybody. Yeah. You know, get the word out and tell the, like, like you say, tell the story, man, tell them the story of it. No, a hundred percent. Now, now let me dig in there with, you, with this a little bit. You four, uh, we even tried to call Dwayne because we all met up over on over uh, uh, over at the Bass event for the Classic um, over on Logan Martin. Uh, we had all we had we had almost had only guy only one excuse me the only one of you guys out out of the national champions that were missing was Dwayne. We actually called him because you four have kind of have kind of built this little this little brotherhood and this little fraternity um, that I mean you guys really kind of take care of one another. You guys constant are constantly communicating and updating kind of, and y'all kind of formed this little brotherhood, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty cool, man. All the guys are really, I mean, we, it's a select group and everyone's amazing in it, man. And you know, it, it's been pretty cool, man. I've actually had uh Dwayne reached out to me when he saw me struggling. I think it was on Gunnersville and gave me a little bit of advice and gave me some tips to uh, help me tune up my game and it helped out, you know, and he didn't have to do that. He reached out to me, you know I mean? Just, yeah, and you just don't, you definitely don't get that a lot from a lot of people in competitive kayak fishing, you know. Um, but yeah, it is a little brotherhood, man. I mean, I spent a lot of uh, um, the bass event with Matt Ball pre-fishing, you know. Uh, we've been staying in the same houses together lately and stuff. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool, man. It's a pretty good group of guys. 
I got it, man. Love it, dude. Love it. Well, wh- I mean, what what do you think? Let's touch on it real quick. I mean, what are your thoughts on on this move? I mean, obviously, KBF was in a rock and a hard place with everything going on. But how are you feeling about November? Uh, you know, you know, kind of kind of shaping up on Gunnersville now, and guys having an opportunity to kind of shift gears. I know that we touch base on on you know on on your own wife, and I'm not going to get too personal, but your own wife, you you need to be able to make to make sure that you can protect your family and your wife from, from, from viruses and sicknesses, whether it, regardless of how you know, substantial the virus is, um, you know, your wife has a, has a, has a little bit less of an immune system than some others. And so I know that was a concern for you. So what do you, what are your personal thoughts, Kurt, on, on the shift that KBF was able to do? Uh, it was the right decision to make, man. Whether, whether I can personally make it in November or not, or someone else can personally make it in November or not, it was the right decision to make. Um, you know, I mean, everything that you're reading, this is real. Things are going to happen. You know, people are getting it. It's spreading like wildfire. Uh, you know, I was having a, I had a couple, I have a couple doctor friends that called me while I was down, um, at Norman and telling me, you know, they specifically were telling me, Hey, you got to be careful about this around your wife. You know, this is serious. She had this treatment for cancer and it was just, it's kind of intense, man. Honestly, it, it, you know, if you're a perfectly healthy person and you haven't had to deal with with medical issues like that, the, you're probably just blowing it off because it's just the flu. You know what I mean? But when you go outside that realm and you have these other issues, then all of a sudden it's not just the flu. It becomes a very complicated issue and you have to make hard decisions. So KBF moving the uh, national championship back, man, was absolutely the right decision, man. I, you know, I'm really glad that they did make that decision, that they didn't keep trying to downsize the groups. You know what I mean? Um, and, and and who knows what the next next round of precautions that they're going to have to take are going to be too. I mean, who who would want to be down in, at Guntersville and stuck down there for a couple weeks? I got you. No, 100%, man, 100%. All right, so so let's shift gears out of the NC. Let's touch base a little bit on um, the, the aftermath of, of of winning the NC and and kind of and kind of the pressure. As a fan of the sport, I always love kind of getting in your guys' heads and trying to understand the, like the, men- the mentality of the next move. That that I mean, you're obviously you're on top of the world right now. I mean, what you've done in the Hobie BOS series this year is is phenomenal. I mean, your third place finish. Um, down on Seminole in a super, super tough conditions. I mean, you guys fought for every single hook set that you guys yep. could get, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Seminole was, Seminole was kind of tough. I mean, it was like either you were on a bite and you caught small fish or you weren't on a bite, it seemed like, down there for a lot of people, you know. Um, but there were guys, obviously, like Jake and Josh. They were on big fish. Josh had 100 inches the first day. In the first hour, like 45 I think. minutes or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There, there's, there's, and I say this at every tournament, man. No matter how hard it is, no matter how tough the bite is, for whatever the reasons, whether it's rain or not, someone always figures it out. Look at Chick. I hope he's a, a been at Chick last year, man. Yeah. Nathan figured it out, and he was like, I think I caught 30 fish today. <laughs> Everyone else is like, what? Yeah. You know? So he figured it out. Someone always figures out the bite. No matter how hard it is, there is a bite someplace. It is happening, and someone's going to figure out, whether it's a reaction bite, a finesse bite, 
whether they're feeding on shad or worms or who knows, whatever, man, nuts out of trees, you know, there's always some type of bite. Yep. So then, and then, and then obviously just a couple weeks later, you roll into to, to Hobie's uh, second event of the season over on Norman. And, and this was an event that you almost didn't even go to, right? Because of the health scare and everything that was going on. Or you were there, you were getting ready to leave. You almost left. I almost left. I had my stuff packed up to leave. I mean, literally leave because, oh, you know, when I left to go down there, it was no big deal, right? Yeah. What they were saying on the news, it wasn't anywhere around us. They were just saying that we're going to have to, you know, wash your hands, which, okay, no big deal. I'll wash my hands. Yeah. Anymore. No big deal, right? But then I get down there, right? And after being down there for two days, all of a sudden, on that third day of pre-fishing, man, my phone's blowing up. Some people are calling me. They're in the health profession. Because they were getting the word, and then on the news that night, it started blowing up, and it just started freaking me out a little bit, you know. And uh, I just don't, you know, I can't take a lot of chances with things, you know. And uh, so I just didn't, you know, I was ready to leave, and Mitchell talked me into staying. I'm glad he did because, you know, no one down there got sick, so it wasn't, you know. And it turned out really good for me, right? I mean, ultimately, it turned out really good for me. But literally, I was I was this close to getting in my car and leaving and coming home on on Friday night. Well, thank God that didn't happen because, uh, guys, I'm pulling up Tourney X. If you guys are watching live right now, I'm pulling up Tourney X here right now. But we're going to roll in. Uh, I want to roll into to what you did over on Norman uh, because, I mean, you went in there and bested 116 uh, anglers from across, across the country um, in a two-day event. And uh, on day one, you put up 86 and a half. And on day two, you put up 90 and a half. Um, I just want to roll into your day two fish here a little bit and just kind of scroll through some of your catches here, Kurt. We're going to throw them up on the screen and just kind of talk to me a little bit here about, uh, uh, you know, about kind of how you caught them and what, and what you were doing. This is, uh, this is obviously your smallest fish of the day, um, your 14th. And by the way, uh, guys, you want to see a professional? Take a look at this photo here. And understand who he's repping, who he's and who he's working with, and and everything else. And talk about a way to represent for yourself and your companies. Uh, you guys take notes because this is what professionalism looks like right here. I don't even have to point it out, but uh, mad props for what you did there with fishing online. So, but talk to us a little bit about about, about your catches while I roll through some of these photos, Kurt. Please. Okay, so the 15 inch fish that came off a point, uh, I believe that guy was on a little swim bait. It wasn't a big deal. I, honestly, I caught a bunch of fish that size or just under that size. And as we get bigger here, so uh, I believe that one came on an A-rig. Now, now, if anyone who knows me knows, I don't throw the A-rig ever for black bass. I'll throw them for hybrids sometimes. Really? And that's a rarity. It's just not my style, man. I'm a finesse guy. You're throwing this big giant thing that smashes into the water, and it's just this huge. It's ripped up 49-year-old arm all day. Exactly. Exactly. You know, my shoulder, you know. Yeah, bro. Um, dude, look at the color, guys. If you guys are looking at line right now, I, I, I dude, I'm telling you guys, y'all go in when this is over because I know you guys are looking on a little bit of screen right now unless you got this up on your TV screen like I get inboxes all the times where you're watching. Um, but, uh, but look at the color on these fish guys. I mean, these are healthy, healthy fish. Those spotted bass fight like crazy too, man. I mean, it's, it's like catching smallmouth. It really is. It's, a, it's like a different fish really. 
And that particular one, and I think the next biggest one too, came off a pilot submerged tires. And they were oh. built, you know, it was, these tires were put out on this point and the wind was blown over it. And there, there was two, there's like, I caught two good fish off that pile of tires. I believe that was one of them. It was, it was the one that had a super, a super dark line. I think that's the one right there. Love it, man. And then, and then your big fish, your 20 here for the day. I yeah. Mean, that was a good one, man. That was a really good one. That also came off the pile of tires, I believe. So you just, I mean, you just, I mean, right spot, right time, right baits. It was just, it was your time. You, you worked to get to where you were now. Now, how far, what was your, what was your pedal? As we, as we know, obviously you're a big torpedo guy, but in the BOS series, you're relying on your pedals and your yep. Hobie, but you're a long time Hobie guy. That's nothing new to you. Uh, I mean, you're, you know, you're an old pro in that. So, I mean, you know, you know, what, what was your, you know, what was your distance? What was your time of travel to go from, you know, for go from where you put into, to ultimately where you, you know, where you wanted that? Um, you know, it didn't take me very long. It was probably a 15 minute pedal to get there. I had three points that I had picked out on the map that were relatively close together and had a bunch of boat docks behind them. Um, and in a giant cove that had some street uh, road beds down it. Um, so it wasn't a real bad, you know, it wasn't a bad pedal at all. Really. It was, it was easy to get to the, the funny thing is, is that this was the first place I picked out a map to go check out for the, for this event. And it rarely works out that way for me. Usually I'll pick out some places on a, on a map going off of, uh, you know, fishing reports and trying to get an idea where they're going to be and bite and you'll, you'll pick an area. And then you get down there and you pre-fish and then you realize, eh, the bite's a little ahead or it's a little behind from what you thought it was. So you start looking for other areas on the map because you dialed it in a little bit and then you end up fishing the event on someplace you didn't even plan to fish at home. Right. Cause I've never been in Norman before. You know, that's my yeah. first time down there. But this one was literally when I read the fishing reports where I thought the fish were going to be, which I thought they're going to be mostly on points that they hadn't totally moved up yet based on the water temp. Now, Norman's a little weird, though, because there were fish on beds and the lake has several hot water discharges in it. So some areas of the lake are 10 to 15 degrees warmer than others. So you can literally be full blown spawn over here, but then be in someplace that's totally pre spawn. You know, and I was in a pre-spawn area. I was dealing with like 55, 56 degree water. Now, how how much what what is your what is your pre-tournament type of type of setup and scenario? I mean, what what how much are you doing lake study, map study? You know, doing you know doing dot talk kind of conversations with friends and competitors. Like, I mean, how much do you invest before going to an event? Huge amount, man. I mean, I can't overstress prepping yourself for the lake. And we have the internet now. And this thing called the internet has more information about every single lake than you can possibly imagine. I mean, you know, you can find 10 year old reports now online, fishing reports. And honestly, I find the older ones to be better to look at than the more current ones, because the current ones, I just feel like sometimes people are hiding stuff or they're, or they're bragging and stuff. And I feel like the older fishing reports are more fishing reports more like real fishing reports. Exactly. So I, I tell this to everybody too, man. I tell this to everybody. I do this in my seminars. I think a lot of people think I'm joking, but that's the reality of it because I think the it's become a bragging fest now for the last couple of years. So I feel like the last two years of reports and information I see, I just throw out the window online. And I look for the really old ones, especially if it's some old guy, 
man, some old guy who he can't really, you can tell he can't, he's not used to spelling and typing and making, making it sound real nice. But you look at it and he says, I'm catching him on points. And that's like, yeah. that's all he says, right? Dude, that's gold to me, right? Because yeah, he, yeah. he's just putting exactly what it is. He's no, no trying to make it sound extra cool or, you know, putting extra spin on it. And, you know, and that's what I did for this event. I found some reports that said if the water's going to be in the 50 to mid 50s, the fish are going to be on more of the main lake or main cove points. Uh, and, man, you know, and I, and I read that over and over and over. And then I, you know, also read about the warm water discharges. And that was also tempted me to go check out those because I think those, you know, if you hit them at the right time, it's, it, fishing's timing. It's a whole timing thing. Yeah. So if you hit them at the right time, you could have just clobbered it. Got it, man. Well, well, tell me a little bit about. I, I don't want to get into too deep because I don't. I, I I'm I'm not here for any of the negativity. But as a as a proud catch team member, this was the first event that was all catch board. How how did that play out? I wasn't there on Norman, obviously. But I mean, I mean, how did that play out? What was your you know what's kind of your thoughts on on seeing that play? Um, you know, I know there you know I know the controversy there. We're not going back there. But, uh, you know, the first opportunity there as, as a catch fan, as a catch board fan myself, I'm excited about it. I hope more of these bigger tournaments move to that. And I'm really excited to see what Duke and the team do with this new lighter board and yeah. kind of how that thing plays out. Yeah. No, it's good to see. Honestly, I was never a fan of the hog trough uh, to begin with. You know, they break really easy. I just had nothing but problems with them. And guys were cutting them. You know, just all, yeah. all the BS yeah. with the hog trough. It's Absolutely. just so easy to manipulate the board that I'm glad we've gotten away from it. I'm glad that we're using uh, catch board products. You know, I'm a catch, I'm a catch member of the team, uh, but unbiasedly, let's just say it is one heck of a board, man. 100%. Don't stop in the water. But other than that, man, you can't break it. You know, you can, you can set it any which way you want in your kayak. You know what I mean? It's, it's going to hold the fish. It's going to yeah, do it. Yeah, it's got a nice cradle on it that yep. comes up a little bit more. Man, it really does help center the fish, you know, especially when it's cold and the fish are extra slimy. I mean, there's – yeah, I thought it was really good. And it went, out, it went off without a hitch, you know. Those guys had extra catch boards there to sell people. Um, they didn't have a lot of them because they obviously catches get them with kind of a run on their boards, but – you know, it went smooth. It went really 100%, smooth. 100%, man. Well, well, dude, I, I got I got one last little thing I want to talk to you about before 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 we thank you for your time and let you get on with your birthday and let you get on with with uh, with uh, with St. Patty's Day celebrations. We've got Cody Milton in the green room waiting here. But one of the things I want to touch base with you on, because you're one of the very few guys, as a matter of fact, one of the only four guys in the world that I can even have this conversation with, um, I, I, you're sitting on top of the world right now in, in the BOS st uh, statistics um, in, in claiming that AOI prize. You are already sitting on what a lot of people consider the biggest prize in the KBFNC title. Um, what you haven't done yet is, is, is win the 10 um, and, and, and win an AOI. Um, do, do, do one of those way have the same weight or have the same type of, of notoriety? Is that something that you're actively chasing or do you just fish tournament to tournament and, and see how things play out? Um, you know, as, as far as like angler of the year, it's, it's tough for me to do the number of events for the KBF angler of the year because of how it's structured. I just physically can't hit the number of events that you have to hit to make that happen. 
You know, I mean, it's it, and the guys that do, it's tough, man. Oh, you know, it's really hard, and you got to do good at so many of those events to be up there. It's a, it's a, it's a super grind. So I just personally can't or haven't been able to yet. You know, it's one of those things that I want to make happen. I just got to right, wait for the right timing and the right structure of it, because you know. In 10 years, I'm going to be a lot older than I am now. So hopefully they're going to, hopefully that's going to come up in the next 10 years or so. So I can find that right, the right moment to jump in and try for that. Because I'll tell you, man, who doesn't want to be in the 10 and go to the 10 house? Oh, dude, the 10 house, is, as a fan, I, I, I make no secret about it. To me, I think the 10 is the best, is, is the biggest. I think it's our Super Bowl. I, no, I don't get me wrong, man. I love the NC, I think, but I think the NC is 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 kind of a, a a quote unquote every man's type of event where you know kind of you know a lot like the classic you know bring a bunch of guys there i just i for me i think that the 10 is those guys like you discussed that have grinded that have fought that have, that have earned their way in i tell you what too I, a lot of what they're doing with the toc with what jody queen won this year you're right on you know you're now there you're now the the big dog in that in that pack to go and do that thing and, uh, you know, so it, there's so many opportunities now that this community is getting, man. As a fan, I love it. I love seeing it break down. What AJ and that team over there are doing with the Hobie events is just phenomenal. Um, you know, to see KBF continuing to grind and evolve and, and adapt the way that they have is just something awesome. And then it's bass. Come on, guys. We just had 10 plastic boat competitors standing on stage at the 50th anniversary of the Bassmaster Classic. It doesn't get bigger, better, badder than that. And so, Kurt, I mean, you've done it, man. You've seen this thing progress. What's your thoughts on 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 where the sport is now? Um, you know, and 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 where where it is moving forward. I see us as on. I see us on the cusp. I think we are on that very thin edge where it's about to go catastrophic. You know, it's going to the stars. I mean, it's about to blow up. We've already seen a huge movement and, and it blow up, but I don't think we've really seen how big this is going to get. And, and mark my words, and I said this last weekend too down at uh, Norman, that I believe that we're going to ultimately eclipse the motorboat crowd. I think that's actually going to happen. I think the accessibility to kayaks, the lack of having a special vehicle to tow them around, I mean, it's the accessibility that's going to make it blow up. And I, people don't realize this yet because because they, they're in it and they're involved in it. But I've, I've been in other sports. You know, I was in mountain biking before it got big. I was in mountain biking before anyone even knew what a mountain bike was. And then two years later, it's a Mountain Dew uh, commercials and saw yeah. that whole progression. Right. This is almost mirroring, mirroring that, you know, and we're on that cusp. You know, we're, we're now getting that attention where soon it's going to be like Budweiser is going to come in. And like you said, Coke and other sponsors like that are going to come into this market here and they're going to see it because, I mean, let's face it, man, we had, we saw a little neon car towing two kayaks around. Oh yeah. Neon. You know, what is yeah. that? Three cylinder or something? Yeah. And, something like that. Something crazy. Yeah. So that guy right there, there's no way he could do that with a bass boat. No. You know, he had a couple bona fides on the back of it. I mean, the price, the accessibility, and let's face it, you know, like I live in Cincinnati, Ohio. There's not a lot of bass fishing lakes around here. There are some, and they were super heavy pressured, but the really good fishing is on these smaller rivers and creeks that you can only access by kayaks. 
or canoes or some type of small personal watercraft. And that type of accessibility is going to, you know, that adds more fishermen to it. It just does. You know what I mean? And when you, you see it all the time, one guy gets into kayak fishing, then all his friends do. Oh, yeah, bro. And then all of a sudden, all their friends do. Yep. I mean, the growth the growth is like a stupid virus, man. <laughs> one person gets it, it spreads to 10 others, and then it's 100. You know, it's it, it's happening. Mark my words on that. It's going to be bigger than the motorboat industry. Dude, I, I, I love it, man. I absolutely love it. I, I tell you what, dude, I've got Cody Milton here in the green room. Kurt, man, I dude, you are just. Uh, an absolute hammer man on the water and off. I'm such a fan, dude. Uh, what? Roll, let me roll out the red carpet for you. Give you an opportunity to thank any any kind of sponsor you want to thank, and then tell us what you know. Tell us what your plans are next. I know a lot of stuff's in limbo, but what what, what were your plans, and 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 how are you adapting? Uh so you want me to do my sponsors first? Absolutely, please. Okay, man. So uh, I'd like to thank Hobie. They're my biggest sponsor. They've been a longtime sponsor for me. Their kayaks are second to none. Check them out. I'd like to thank Strictly Sale too, uh, my local Hobie dealer. Check those guys out. They got all your kayak fishing accessories from Hobie kayaks to other kayaks to Yak Attack to any accessory that you might need for them. Uh, fishing online, you need fishing stuff fast. Fishing online gets it out to you fast. Uh, Yak Attack, Catch. Um, Picasso lures. I always leave someone out when I do these things. And I <laughs> get you. Torpedo, Torpedo is a huge sponsor. We've already talked about those guys. No, I'm leaving someone out. It's like a rotation thing with everybody. I always leave someone out. But those are my main sponsors. And they're all, you know, I, I don't take on sponsors lightly. I really don't. You'll never see me be a patch pirate. I am very, very selective on who I take on because it's always product that I believe in. And I buy and I would and I did buy before I was sponsored by them or I won't take them on. It's like, it's just one of those things. St. Croix rods. That's the one I'm forgetting. St. Croix you, you, you wouldn't be doing any of it without those St. Croix sticks, man. No, 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 no. Crucial. Kurt, man. Well, first things first, man. Happy birthday. Thank you so much, man, for sharing a part of your 49th with us. Um, and, and dude, I, I'm, 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 I can't wait to see how this stuff plays out because I, the one thing I do know for a fact, is all this is going to eventually settle. This dust will settle. And I promise you this, guys like yourself, Cody, myself, and a list of others are just going to take our butts and get right back in these little plastic boats and get back to fishing and get back to doing what we love to do, right? Oh, hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. So love it, man. Well, Kurt, dude, thank you so much, man, for being a part of the show. Congratulations on what you're doing. And uh, keep grinding, bro. I, I, I would love nothing more than to see... Uh, to see, uh, you know, you follow Jody Queen's footsteps and, and and throwing that TOC above your head, you know, just a few months down the road from now, man. You know, that, that uh, you know, what an honor, man. What an op what an opportunity. There's a storyline, guys, to be the second guy to take the TOC as well as being the second guy to take the national championship out of KPF. <laughs> bro, I mean, you're writing your book, bro. Oh, that'd be awesome, man. <laughs> so, you know, you know, and hey, what better guys to follow than Matt Ball and Jody Queen? Uh, ain't that the truth, man? Those are two of the best guys I know, right there. Dude, two of the two of the best human beings I know, regardless of what they do in their free time. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. So, Kurt, man, I appreciate it so much, man. Much love to the life. Uh, you guys stay hunkered down there in Ohio, and uh, and and we'll catch up very soon, my brother. Thanks for spending your time with us. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, guys. Guys, don't go anywhere. We're getting ready to bring on uh, Mr. Cody Milton. 
uh, and, uh, and, and have some conversation with him with what he's, with what he's done uh, this season and his big win down on Lake Fork. He spent, he's pretty much lived on Lake Fork in the last month with one little quick detour, um, you know, up to this little thing called the Bassmasters 50th, uh, 50th anniversary of, uh, of the classic up there, but he's pretty much lived on Lake Fork for this past month. And so, uh, so we're fixing to bring him in the house here and have some conversation with him. If you guys are just tuning in to the, to the weigh in, I'm your host, Scott Butcher. Uh, you definitely need to jump in on the podcast or go back and watch this, uh, because Kurt Smith's dropped some knowledge here with us tonight, uh, as the birthday boy. Um, and as, uh, as the leader right now in the current standings for the BOS system. And, uh, and obviously, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's an OG. He's been doing it for a long time. Um, you know, obviously that 2017 national championship win, uh, gives him that street cred that he, that he works so well. And he took some time out of his birthday to spend time with us. So you must make sure that you go back and don't miss a minute of that. Um, as always, we are presented by, uh, by, presented by Fish USA. And one of the things I want to tell you guys about with Fish USA guys is the ability to go in and get what you need and pretty much get it right away. Obviously right now with this kind of a shutdown and everything going on there, uh, you guys all know I'm a big Z-Man fan. Obviously, I'm repping that green today uh, for Saint in honor of St. Patty's Day. But uh, but what Z-Man does with their soft plastics, what they do with their spin with their spinner baits, what they do with uh, with their 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 bladed jigs, with all of their line is just phenomenal stuff. I urge you guys to go check out some Z-Man products, and you can find all of their line, the entire Z-Man collection at fishusa.com. As always, use promo code. Tackle your dreams and save a little bit of money there at checkout. Guys, another guy who is proud to represent Fish USA is Mr. Cody Milton, otherwise known as the Bass Nation Lake Fork champion. Let's bring Mr. Cody Milton in the house and talk about what's new and what's going on in his life. What's going on, bro? What's up? How's it going? It's going well, man. It's going well. Kurt, do you want to watch or do you want me to kick you out of the green room, bro? <laughs> All right, cool, man. Well, I'm going I'm to roll you out of here just so that way we're not pulling any extra bandwidth. All right, brother? All right, Cody. So, man, um, bro, I mean, you just you got to be living on cloud nine right now, right? I am, yeah. It's, I, I don't think I really stopped smiling too much yet. It's been it, it's been a fun few days for sure. Dude, I, I mean, you just, uh, I mean, you basically, like I said, you know, rolling into your introduction here, you, um, I want to say, took 16th at Fork in the BOS event, right? I did, yep. And then um, that was out of 155 anglers. You went a week later and went to Logan Martin and took 25th in the inaugural bass event. Turned right around and went right back to Fork, right? Yep. And then ultimately got it done. And let's be honest, this is Fork. This is East Texas. Yep. There are hammers all over East Texas. Guys that did not want to see another guy come in and, and, and take money out of the state of Texas, but you were able to come down and do just that, man. How does that make you feel, bro? It, it's, I, I've said it several times. Like it's not, in my opinion, there's not a better place to have won on. I mean, it, like it's, there's so many locals around the lake, as you were saying, and just in Texas in general, it's a really hard state to win in. But um, yeah, I mean, it, I, I honestly, just the time I've spent there as a kid, like with dad and just all the tournaments I've fished down there in a boat um it's a fun lake like i like it's i've honestly probably spent more time on that lake than any other lake even around me so it's it brings back a lot of memories too so it was it was fun how 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 much of 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 that time spent as a kid on fork 
how much are you fishing those memories? How much does that come back into play when you're pre-planning? We had this conversation with Shea Baker last week on Westbrook Wednesday where, you know, he, he's been doing it so long and he has all these places where he remembers this eight pounder or these or this pair of sixes and you fish your history, so to speak. How much of that comes back into play for you on Lake Fork? To, to be honest, on Fork, it never has. That, like from, from a kayak point, like I, I honestly had went to places I'd never got, like been in. And I've done really well. I finished second at the TOC at Fork, I guess, three years ago or four years ago. And like I almost won a KBS there, I guess, that same year. But I'd never fished any places I'd been in a boat. Like we'd spent so many time, so much time like in the Mustangs on a boat. And it's like I'd never discovered Glade, Little Caney, all these like really cool spawning areas. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of times I have pulled a lot from that boat side of things, but Fork is one of them that I haven't. I mean, it's like it seems like if you can get away from boats on Fork, you're doing something. Well, not only that, but I mean, but speaking of getting away from boats, um, I don't know the statistic of the poundage, but I've looked at fish and you guys working were directly on the same body of water the same day with 40 of the best MLF guys in the world and your your bag to take their top five, bro, I want, you were very competitive, if not would have won that oh, yeah. day. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I would, I would have won it. I mean, there was, there were so many two and a half pounders I didn't even go after. I mean, there was so many of them, but to be fair, they couldn't get to those fish. I mean, there's no way they could have caught them. Uh, I mean, I was probably some of my air best areas were probably 50, 60 yards past where a boat could be. Um, I mean, uh, the biggest ones weren't quite that far, but I, the majority of the fish I had were probably 40 to 50 yards up in pockets that you couldn't access. Um, it was pretty wild. I mean, I like I've still like coming from a boat side. I've never seen a tournament where I wanted to be in a kayak more than I would have this past weekend. I mean, it just it absolutely just fit it. And like being able to have a motor guide motor that I could pull up and then paddle into that shallow water was perfect. I mean, it was absolutely perfect. Now, what a perfect segue, Cody, for me to dive into this next thing. You've obviously been a household name now for a couple of years in the space. Um, you're, you're, you're the 2018 AOI, the 2019, the 10 champion. Uh, you know, you, you barely got beat out this year um, for, for back-to-back AOI. Um, this year in the 10 house, I want to say you took fourth, right, down, at, down on the Kissimmee chain. So you've been a hammer and a household name in the sport now, uh, you know, for, for quite a while. But this year, you've made a lot of changes in the offseason, um, more so than I think anybody else. You changed yeah. boats. You changed motors. You changed rods. Um, uh, you know, you, 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 took a, you took a lot of opportunity to shift up what you were already dominating with Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit. Let's start with the boat. Talk to me a little bit about why the shift to new canoe and 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 kind of where your headspace was in that. So one of the biggest reasons I think I even said this on the show when we were doing our uh, when we were doing the ten interviews on um, you know one of my goals was to try to uh, one of my biggest goals this year was to try to win bigger tournaments and I didn't feel like I fished uh, last year I didn't feel like I fished in a way to be able to win tournaments and. If you look at all the tournaments last year and the year before, man, all those things get won fishing so shallow and in such sneak holes. And it's like, man, it's so difficult to get the, like the kayak I had was so heavy and it was just, it's tough to get in places like that. It really is. 
And it's like being, being able to have like a super stable platform and get in super shallow water and be able to drag it easily was, that was a big part for me. And then you also put the motor on it and you've got the, you know, best offshore platform there is as well. So it was kind of, I wasn't losing anything. I just felt like I was gaining something that was yeah. kind of what it came down to. You went to the, it's the pursuit, right? You went to yep. the Nukadu pursuit. Yep. And, and then you pair that bad boy up with the, with the motor guy to XI three, if my terminology is correct. Yep. Right. And so, so, so how, 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 how did that come about? Why was that type of, you're not the only one that's doing that. We're seeing several guys yeah. start to kind of make those moves to that, to that bow mounted trolling motor from the big boat world type of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so this was, this was what your second event now. And this second, up. Yeah. So second. are you getting more comfortable? Is it doing what you wanted it to do? Absolutely. Cause it, and I'd said, it, I'd said it, um, yeah, just talking with friends and things. I've had a new canoe pursuit with a motor on it before. Um, and it just, everything wasn't quite there right. I didn't feel like the motors were there quite there yet. I didn't think the boat was quite there yet. And this one is like every issue I had with it has been solved. Like, I mean, it, it tracks straight. It doesn't have kind of the, the hound dog walk where it goes off to the side. Um, and the motors are about 30% lighter than they used to be three or four years ago. Um, and I mean, Dakota lithium batteries, I mean, that's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's like 32 pounds to go about 20 mile duration time, oh um, which is huge. You know, I mean, that's just more than a Torquedo really, you know, for a cheaper price. And it's, it's just so many, you know, so many things. I don't know. I just really feel like everything's going to a bow mounted trolling motor. Um, you know, I mean, other than Hobie, you know, ever, all your other main series are all allowing motors and, I mean, I mean, hopefully soon, you know, we'll you'll potentially see Hobie do the same. But the boats are more designed for that now too. Like it's, and you know, not just new canoes. There's several others where that 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 quick set bow mount for a motor guide is just it's perfect and tracks good now. I got you. Now, now the shift to towards towards your hammer, the shift towards your stick, the yep. stick to, the, to your backbone. You 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 um uh, obviously with with what you were working with before. Um, you know, and everybody knows that, you know, you know, Chad and APR have, have you know, have, have, have had a couple issues. We're hoping they rebound. I know that they're in some conversations, but cashing came knocking on the door and, and, and had an American made product. They, they obviously, you know, bringing myself and Jody Queen and Corey Dreyer to the table first. Um, they didn't even have an opportunity to announce you before you went in and won your first event with their sticks. Tell me a little bit about those cashing rods and, and, and how those words were, were for you. Cause you had just picked those up at the classic, right? It was the first tournament, first few days of using it. We caught a couple seven pounders in first day of practice. I mean, it was, I caught a little over a hundred inches the first day of practice too, I guess. So it was, yeah, I mean, they, they're, they're pretty sweet. I mean, the, the action, I really, really like the actions of them. I was using the flipping stick, but had a really, really good week with a buzz bait all week. Um, and I'm pretty particular with buzz bait rods. So it was it, everything, I, everything is, been really good and like whole cash and family has been super welcoming got it man well dude what what a, what a phenomenal way just to kind of go in and dominate dude um let, let's let's kind of talk let's shift gears a little bit man and kind of talk about obviously i think you were coming home after this event and you're still kind of riding that high but your next event was obviously was going to be was, was going to be this weekend on pickwick and then roll into the national championship all that stuff has kind of shifted on a high, on a hiatus. I mean, what's kind of your plan right now? How are you quarantining? Like, what are you doing to keep active and stay moving? What's your game plan right now? 
be good because there's, I mean, there's definitely plenty of things I need to catch up on. But uh, I don't know. I've got that Texas bass bug right now. I think I think I may go back down to Texas for a few days. Uh, maybe maybe fish with a uh, Matt Scotch and a few of those other good Texas hammers down there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You know, I want to. I want to. Honestly, that I, I caught an eight that eight thirty two. I caught during the tournament. That was the biggest fish I've caught in. Man, almost probably a year now. Like I really had a double digit in a few years now, and it's like it kind of got me going, man. I really, I, I, with the spawn coming up where I am and being so close to Texas, I, I kind of want to, I want to make a run at catching you know, another double digit fish here in the next few weeks. I think it's you know it's kind of now or never in a lot of places around here. Gotcha. Cody, I'm going to let you, I'm going to, I'm going to let you jump off real quick and jump back in. There you go. I'm going to let Cody jump off and jump back in here. See if we can get his connection back up and running. Well, uh, you guys stay with me here for just a minute. I see lots of the comments coming in. Mel Ash is watching Chad Watson, uh, Alan Bell, uh, Carl pride, man. Do, I definitely see your comment there. Don't forget about the GPS pinpoint feature. He's talking about that motor guide XI three, uh, is what Carl's talking about there down in there in the comment section. We're going to bring Cody Milton back in right now. And see if we can kind of get that con- that connection right back up. Uh, Jody Queen in here having conversation once again, telling everybody congratulations again, brother. And Cody and uh, and, and Jody giving you some taps. Uh, a little bit better connection now that there now that should you be a little me? bit better for you. I can, I can hear you good. I got you there now, buddy. Yeah. All right, perfect. Um, so so t- shift gears with me a little bit. Talk to me a little bit about Lake Fork. Um, obviously this was a. I'm gonna bring throw your stats up, but this was a one day event. Um, I, I mean, do you prefer a one day event over a multiple day or, or, I mean, how does this shape out for you? So no, usually like two, three days, like four days. I mean, longer, the better, but man, for this situation, um, it really set up to go head hunting and mark every single fish you intended on catching that day. Um, I mean, I had another area of the lake that was really good with some super kayak friendly water. And when I say that, like there was a lot of areas on the lake where you could pit, like you could push over these berms, these like grass berms, and it would just open up in this lot. It would be a lot cleaner water and there would be tons of spawning bass in there. I mean, there was a, there was a couple different areas where I probably pulled 200 yards and saw 80 to a hundred cruising and spawning bass. I mean, in a lot of them, four plus pounds. I mean, I think in one cove, I had like 16 fish marked over four pounds um, in, in water that couldn't be touched, you know, and it was, which is really cool. Like I said, like I never, I've never got the, I've never fished a tournament like that. Like I, like I really haven't like where I was totally focusing on water that was eighth of 12, 15 inches deep. Um, so that was cool. You know, it was, it really was, but no, for this situation, it was really cool having five days. I mean, by or five, you know, just one day, but, um, and having to go catch five fish. I mean, it was, I knew every single fish that I was going to catch well before I got there and whether it was going to happen or not, I really didn't know, but I was fired up to get out there and go try. I really was. Um, I was like, I mean, to me, I was staying with Russ actually. He was in the, he was in the room with me and he was like, we were both just excited to go fishing because the lake was so on fire. I mean, it was just, it really, really was. I mean, top water bite, like spawning fish. It was, it all didn't get any better. Look at guys, if you guys are following along, look and you're not listening to the podcast, if you're watching the show live, or you're catching up with it later on. If you're watching the podcast, guys, I definitely want you guys, y'all go check out Tony X and take a look at some of these pictures of these fish from uh, from Lake Fork because just, oh my God, what a fishery. 
I mean, the health of these fish, the color. Uh, I mean, the 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 look at. I mean, the eyes on some of these fish, guys. Look at this twenty incher. His his third biggest fish. I mean, look at the color. Look at the health and the vibrancy of the gill plate. Look at uh, you know how well and how dense and dark the the fins are. Uh, look at. I mean, that that's a big old bug eye on that bass. That is just a. If that don't get you guys jacked up to want to go set the hook, I don't know what does. Uh, you're you're watching the wrong show and 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 and, and entertaining the wrong sport. But yeah. Cody, I want to imagine imagine getting to see every one of those eat the bait too. Like that's what I still remember each one of them eat. That I really do. I want to like the, the twenty and a half. The best presentation I had was over a limb. So, I mean, I like 30, 40 minutes, like, and I hooked this six pounder and it's hanging over a limb on like 16 pound line. And it's like, sure enough, like get over to it. And, you know, like I'll just grab it off the tree. <laughs> you know, it was just, it was pretty cool. That's incredible, man. That's incredible. Yeah. So tell me, talk to me a little bit about the energy in, in, on the lake and the energy around the area, because obviously this is hot on the hills a week later from, from the, the first bass event. BSS event, um, and and obviously you guys are on the water and and all over the town and all over the, the community is is the MLF production and everything that they've got going on there. How was the energy there compared to other big events? You're no stranger to a big stage, but how was the energy in the atmosphere and on the water there, Cody? I mean, it was, it was pretty cool. You know, I mean, it's like I think one of the only. The only MLF pro I saw on Saturday was, you know, Ke like was Kevin Van Dam, you know, and the day before there was like Mark Daniels Jr. made a stop in there after his big day. Um, so, I mean, that was kind of neat, you know, getting to see some of the pros that were running your water and seeing where they were. Um, I never, none of them ever caught anything. A couple guys. So when I found that eight and a half, that 832, um, two pros came in and tried to catch that on Friday. None of them caught it. And I mean, I think I caught that fish around nine o'clock on Saturday, but I know what I, I watched that fish for probably four hours and no one ever got it on Friday, but no one made an effort to on Saturday. So I don't know, but it was, uh, it was just cool. Yeah. It was kind of neat getting to see like, you know, where they were and stuff, but, um, cause you know, the lake's so small, you can pretty well tell where all those guys were. Um, and that stirred up a lot of areas too. You know, it was like a big part of fork was knowing not, you know, where to not go. Cause you know, it all is good water and those, those spawning pockets get pretty, get pretty crowded in a hurry. Um, yeah. I mean, especially like you blew one of the best areas on the entire lake the first day of that tournament, you know, I mean, there was a lot of people fishing where he caught all those fish. Man, just utterly incredible, man. Well, dude, I, 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 I want to thank you for your time, Cody, man. I'm sure that there's, there's a ton more to be talking about. You won't be, uh, you won't be a stranger to the show. Uh, we're going to, uh, one of the things I'm thinking about doing is, is as we're going to keep, keep these shows rolling every single week, even during the downtime, man. So I'd love to have you come back on. I think I want to do a little panel with a couple of you guys and just kind of take some questions, talk, you know, have some storytelling. Uh, we're going to, we're going to try to pump out more of these episodes just to kind of keep this while everybody's on lockdown and sharing this time off the water, dude. But before you go, man, let me give you an opportunity to roll out the red carpet. Thank your sponsors and, uh, you know, and give any kind of shout outs you need to give, bro. Absolutely. I mean, new, new canoe. I, I can't thank them, especially for this tournament. I mean, that thing was huge. I mean, the high rise seat, I caught every single fish standing in my seat on Saturday. I mean, every single one of them. Um, I mean, in the motor guide XI three, I mean, I, I wouldn't have gotten there and I mean, I wouldn't have had the distance to get there without Dakota lithium batteries. And 
Westbrook Supply Company, the hat you have on, absolutely got that bow rigged and ready. Um, you know, a week before the tournament, or I guess it was probably 10 days before. It was a couple days before, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty close, and I, you know, rolled up to that classic, and it was all all perfect. Um, and Fish USA, um, they got me around the country all last year, and I mean, we're off to a good start and hope to continue it again this year. Um, accent fishing, I was on an unbelievable buzzbait bite. The wind would have been better on Saturday. I think I could have caught him on that. But, um, yeah, accent fishing, I guess that, that's about it for right now. So, we'll see. Well, dude, man, I, I sure I sure appreciate it so much, man. Thank you for taking some time with us. Uh, and, uh, dude, stay safe. Take care of the family. How's everybody? Everybody's good? Everybody's good. Yeah, everybody. We've got a few cases, you know, an hour and a half away or so, but we're all still. Lakes are open. You know, businesses are still open here. It's not too bad. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we're. I'm looking forward to everything getting back to normal, though. I wish I was on Pickwick this weekend. It it sucks to win one and then everything kind of come to a halt. <laughs> it yeah. really does. Yeah. But well, well, maintain. If anybody can keep that momentum, we all know that you can, bro. And uh, just uh, yeah, man. Congratulations on all the success. Can't wait for this crap to go away so that way we can continue seeing how you finish out uh, a very, very strong start to your 2020 season, brother. Absolutely. Thanks, Scott. No problem, man. We'll be in touch soon. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Guys, that there is Cody Milton. You guys can check him out at uh, uh, Cody Yak um, uh, on Instagram. And he's all he's got a fa his Facebook page, um, all of those things there. Uh, you know, he's just what what a phenomenal mind to be as young as he is to uh to be as competitive as he is and to stay focused and driven the way that he does um one of the one of my favorite uh little little Cody-isms so to speak is when I was talking to him for his 10 interview before the 10 comp uh, 10, uh competition uh uh earlier this year um you know he he made a comment about um the last season or two fishing it safe, right? Like fishing to get a check, fishing to move on to the next one, not necessarily fishing to win. And this is a guy who's been on top of the game now for a long, long time and done it at, a, an, at an extreme elite level. And so to hear a guy like that say that he's been playing it safe um, and then watch how he did, how he handled his offseason and making the moves that he made strategically with his motor, his boat, his rods, uh, you know, so much that what he's doing to make those shifts and then to come back and, and, and really place high and win uh, a, a major event right after making all of those changes um, to me is just as, as a fan of the sport is just utterly amazing um, to see. And, uh, and I just, I, I, I'm a fan. I can't wait to see how things play out for him. Uh, big thanks again to uh, to Kurt Smiths um, uh, over in Ohio taking some time on his birthday to have a conversation with us. If you guys missed any of this uh, any of this episode of the Way In, this is episode forty six. You can go back and catch this show and all the other shows on every major podcast platform. You can download them and listen to them at work. Listen to them while you're on the go. If you got some downtime here while you're in the quarantine zone, make sure you go back in and check out other episodes. We we try every single Tuesday night and some off times to bring you guys as many, as much great content as we can. Um, my goal here is to continue to ramp this thing up and, uh, and maybe even do a few more shows um, later on this week and a few different shows next week, just to kind of keep this community alive and keep, keep us talking, keep us communicating, doing some storytelling 
and uh, and and you know just having having some good conversation uh, about this little plastic boat world. So if you guys got any comments or thoughts or want to see us weigh in on something, uh, drop in the comment section, jump in my DMs, let me know, and we'll try to get this thing rolling. Um, once again, big shout out to uh, to Kurt and to Cody for coming on the show tonight and sharing some time with us. I'm your host, Guy Beecher, telling you guys always to tackle your dreams. Big shout out to Fish USA. We sure appreciate it. You guys keep it alive. Keep rolling. Take care of family. Take care of yourself. Don't panic. Don't get frustrated. Don't, don't beat yourself up or beat up the community or your neighbors. Take care of yourself. Take care of your own. And uh, all this stuff will hopefully pass and settle in to where we have more opportunities to get out in these little plastic boats and continue to share time and love and respect with those around us um, that are like-minded and that are doing some of the same things with their free time here in this kayak community. So as always, I'm your host, uh, Scott Butcher, telling you guys to tackle your dreams. We'll catch you guys next time. See ya. Woo, baby. You guys got to go. I'm telling y'all, go check out Fish USA. Check out all their Z-Man 